Seth Fry. Welcome to All Packed Up, dude. Thanks for coming. Thank you, you. Coleman. Yeah. Uh, I got to say, the the term Seth Fry the fly guy (laughs) (laughs) has been, may or may not have been rolling around the office a little bit. Yeah. I have uh, me to blame really for that, honestly. Well, thank Um, you. I'll take that one. So you are a resident uh, fly expert uh, today. Where did we meet? We met at, what is that? Uh, Hill Country was it Hoedown. Hoedown? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hoedown. Good show. No free advertising, but good show. No, it was fun Check time. it out. Yeah, it is a good time. We won't, uh, are you going this? It's coming up pretty soon. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's the plan. Of course. Mm-hmm. Um, well, let's get right into it, man. Uh, mm-hmm. What, tell me a little bit about just your relationship with um, fly fishing currently, mm-hmm. uh, kind of what you do with it. Um, I really don't know the answer to that, so I'm actually yeah. really interested. Uh, we kind of fly fish around the office a little bit, but none of us right. are really guiding professional or anything. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. So I was a couple of years ago guiding full time out of Sportsman's Finest, the shop. Yeah. And then I. Good guys. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's fun time. And I took a step back from that to be a high school teacher. So I was teaching right. for a year. And yeah. uh, but even through that, I stayed on doing teaching. So I do this fly fishing 101 course with them that I still cool. do today. And if anything, that's kind of actually my favorite area of fly fishing. I love guiding people, yeah. but and teaching people the sport. Yeah. Especially if I can be out when somebody catches their first fish, that lights me up, that really? lights them up. So to this day, still, like I come in and I'm not full time with them, but I'm their educator, I guess. Cool. Sweet. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Uh, are you doing that down here in your Braunfels on the quad or, or where? Yeah. So it's mostly at the store and I just sit there and I lay gotcha. out flies and I lay out goods. It's let's how demystify the sport for them. Right. Okay, yeah. And then I take them out, cast a little bit, but then I've also done, like I got one coming up where I'm taking a group of like 15 or 20 from this company that they said, Hey, we've got these ponds. Can you come teach us? on the ponds i said yeah let's go yeah, so we are yeah. they just stocked yeah just stocked that's so awesome. i mean gonna blow yeah. them up all yeah. day oh yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah it's gonna be nothing yeah that's interesting and, and i wanted to get into this later but we can go to run out mm-hmm. you said demystify the sport yes um what what's kind of some some common misconceptions that that you see yeah so first off people see you know they watch a river runs through at one time they see him shadow casting and all this and i have people like are we trying to get the fish jumping out of the water to catch a fly out of midair you know all sorts of questions and do i have to look like brad pitt (laughs) yes (laughs) do do i need the tweed hat and then the leather vest and all that and And the little basket yeah (laughs) oh yeah yeah and and even the idea there's a fly shop here in texas they're like what are we doing are there trout and yeah there are but um, I'm fly fishing for bass. I've been a yeah, bass okay. fisherman my whole life. Cool. And so kind of, yeah, taking it down to its bones and showing them, um, yeah, what flies look like and even flies that, you know, as big as my hand that look like fish patterns yeah. and stuff like that. Uh, so taking, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, what are, to me, fly fishing is a pretty open sport, uh, yes. which, which I don't think people get that. It really mm-hmm. takes a five weight and a couple of chubbies right like to really to honestly be able to go out and especially the quad and like catch a, a, a number of of species um yes. would, would you say that's true oh Not for sure. sure um you know there's so much to get into it uh i think even going back for you a little bit um i think that a lot of people another misconception that people have is who the sport is for 
Okay. So me growing up, Bryan, Texas. Yeah. All right. There, that's not a fly fishing mecca. In fact, <laughs> no. uh, I was eaten up with bass fishing as a kid, like okay. waking up Saturday morning, watching uh, Bassmaster Elite Series and just conventional tackle. And okay. then I see a river runs through it as a little kid. And I'm like, oh, man, that's so cool. Sweet. Mom, how can I get into this? So go to Barnes and Noble, buy fly fishing for dummies. And then me and just a couple of like what I would say good old boy, country boy types are running around farm ponds picking off bass as much as we could with fly rods. Yeah. Right. And so there's this picture of these old rich guys in tweed hats out in these Montana streams, which, hey, that's there. But this sport has turned into a really open environment. You're seeing a whole lot more women getting into it. Sure. And you're seeing a whole lot of people who don't have a ton of money, but can get into the sport because they realize all I need is a five or a six weight, a handful yeah. of flies, and I can go out and have a good time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's what yeah. said. And I think it speaks to the the person who hated fishing as a kid because they had the little red and white bobber out there with minnows, and dad's like, hey, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> We're trying to catch fish, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And now there's this whole art, and you're out there ripping yeah. a rod around, getting it caught in a tree at times, but just having a good time. Yeah. And then you happen to catch a fish. You to catch fish. Yeah, I, I can relate to that. I think when I first started fly fishing, too, I, I just liked it felt so therapeutic. Just casting, right? Yes. Like, you, and, and people don't really get that, I guess, who are only conventional fishing. But, um, but like you said, it's an art, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I think I know the answer to this, but being from Bryan, Texas, but um, you just grew up with being in the outdoors in general uh, or, or how did you how, how was that introduced to you yeah so I would say out of just outdoorsmen in Texas I was blessed beyond anything that I've ever deserved so growing up my family we didn't have a ton of money but what we did have is just a few acres of land outside of town with a three acre pond in the backyard That's awesome. I mean as a kid you're yeah. gonna get to know the woods and the water whether right you want to or not whether you want to or not <laughs> yeah. and so uh and I would, didn't really get into video games as much as other people and yeah. all my running buddies were guys who just also loved hunting loved fishing cool. so you know, early on, just running around with a little Zebco reel and cane pole and then working our way up to, you know, open face reels and all that. And yeah. uh, once we got trucks, then it was game on. Right. Uh, yeah. We're running out to Lake Somerville, camping on the weekends, yeah. uh, get my hands on a John boat. And now we've got a duck boat Oh boy! running around South Texas with friends who had leases, chasing quail, chasing deer. Right. Yeah. I mean. Uh, it, the people that I met, each one of us had our own thing. Like I was the guy who had the boat so we could go bass fishing. And then I had the buddy with the lease we could go hunting. And so we were just piecing together, a, a you know, childhood where it was outdoors. And so, yeah. and that's even extended. I mean, the people that I've met in the sport is really what's put me in places where I can guide the Pecos and Devil's River, where Sweet. I can go into Northern New Mexico. Like, yeah, that's I awesome. have been so lucky. So I guess that paints a little bit of a picture. For Childhood sure. in the Perfect. outdoors. Yeah, yeah. Met some people and just yeah, got lucky. Yeah, uh, you just touched on it a little bit, but um, I think I'm drawn to to sports, and arguably this is any sport, but sports that give my life value outside of um, outside of the sport itself, right? So you just yes. said, uh, you know, community is is one, and there's they're obvious, right? Like fishing teaches you patience like yes. discipline right like the pursuit of it um, but outside of that there is a there's community which i think i'm super drawn to um mm -hmm. how is fly fishing giving you those things outside of fly fishing if that makes sense yeah 
so it's given me yeah a lot of people that i've met um just connections and Mm -hmm. and people to go spend time with i'm a wild extrovert right like i went fishing by myself yesterday and i got bored as weird as that sounds as a a guide (laughs) and all that you know i've got to be with people and so it's given me a lot of the people that i've met and a lot of the opportunities um that's awesome yeah and man i've just realized more and more that uh the outdoors every time i step into it it gives me something whereas anytime i have my lazy saturday on netflix i look back at it i'm like that didn't give me anything right yeah like just yesterday i had two brand new experiences never in the outdoors before just because i decided to take an hour to step outside and you never know when those days are going to happen what's going to happen totally and so yeah it's given me stories which are fun i mean a handful of things around the campfire oh sure yeah 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 get into it that's awesome that you say that it's kind of our whole mo is like creating a product that makes it easy to to not be on Netflix on Saturday right, and just get out of town and stuff. Um, and then also we just like to preach that it's, it's probably easier than you think to, to get out. And I think fly fishing is a, a perfect example. Oh yeah. Of that. Uh, talk about fishing on the Pecos. Oh dude. <laughs> I've never been. Okay. Yeah. Um, so the, the mysticism around the devil's river, like yeah. any outdoorsman in Texas knows, knows that about, one. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's the bucket list place, yeah. right? Uh, the Pecos, just even outside of fishing, first off, um, it's bigger and grander even than the Devils, and they're like 20 miles apart as the crow flies. Oh, really? You've got these giant limestone cliffs on either side. I mean, a couple hundred feet in spots. Um, you've got bigger rapids and all this. The yeah. one thing it doesn't have going for it is the Devils is gin clear. Whereas oh, the, yeah. interesting. The Pecos runs all the way from northern New Mexico down. And so it comes across the salt flats and everything of deep west Texas. So it's a little murkier. But, I mean, you can go out there and cliff jump and have your fun. And then, I mean, I could talk about why it's better all day. But the biggest to me is access. Because the devils, you get on it. And then it's private land on either side. And so you got to find islands to sleep on. You may meet a few guys that kind of follow you down the river making sure you're not getting on their land right (laughs) like the devils is yeah Yeah. it's protected well right whereas the the pecos with those giant cliffs they come down and it's harder to find spots that you can't camp on the banks than ones that you can interesting oh it's it's amazing super interesting yeah so So, are you doing the whole stretch usually when when you go yeah so i've been lucky that the the outfit that i started guiding rivers with uh we had a landowner who gave us access so there's a 60 mile stretch of public access to public access right okay didn't know that yeah and so once you're on there you're committed this is like a five night adventure we're going to be out there (laughs) now love it oh yeah. yeah uh Another one of those, just getting to know people. We had a, and still have, a connection about 40 miles downriver from the first public access point. So that can be split up into a 40-mile trip, a 20-mile trip, or the whole 60. And then, you know, at the halfway point, we've got some people dropping off another cooler or whatever. There so, you go. Yeah. Sweet. Are you yeah. uh, smallmouth? Uh, large mouth on that on the Pecos okay which okay. It, it's so weird both of these rivers feed so into close. Amistad yeah, yeah. yeah and so fish can even run up like the Pecos gets a white bass run up from Lake Amistad uh, the devils yeah the and the devils you can maybe catch some up to um, there's like a a certain spot where it turns from the river to the lake oh, oh, okay. but as soon as it comes to the river yeah they're they're not going up there oh. but then on the devils yeah, I've caught smallmouth on there. You catch. And so connected waterways with wildly different ecosystems. 
Um, it wasn't mine a little bit. Yeah. I yeah. mean, we've even on the Pecos had a buddy catch a uh, Rio Grande cichlid out there. Uh, I mean, there's just cool. all kinds of fishing. And yeah, That's awesome. it, it's bigger. It's a little badder. Yeah, it wears yeah. that name like Pecos Bill, like some rough country. <laughs> oh, dude, it's it's totally. epic out there. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, what about carp? Are you going after them at all? Yeah. So yeah. there's some carp, man. Yeah. Uh, on the Pecos, there's a yeah a certain spot where every time I go out there, I'm just yeah. seeing dozens of carp. Yeah. Don't drop uh, that spot. Yeah. Yeah. That. Oh, I, I won't drop that spot. <laughs> but uh, I mean, on that 60 mile stretch, it, it's it's what's so crazy is I don't feel bad about like blowing up the Pecos, if you will, okay. because for most people, that's going to be a five night endeavor. So the people are going to be going out there. Best of luck to you. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like you better have your P's and Q's going, right? Like, yeah. um, so yeah, there's just a lot of people who are going to self-filter going out there, which, you know, I don't think they should. You definitely need to know what you're doing. You're not going to have cell phone service, so yeah. you're on your own yeah. once you get out there. I love it, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. man. Just away. Yeah, it's it's whipped my butt on a couple yeah. occasions. For real? Oh, yeah. yes. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. So you're, you're not really – are you going after Rambos in Texas at all? Or, or, or not primarily, just not primarily? Just not primarily. So, you know, I'll go to the guad. Yeah. I'll do all that. Sure. But my thing is just bass. Yeah. You know, if, if I'm going to chase trout for me, uh, it's not even going to streams where I know there's big honking browns or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I would rather do someplace where I have to hike in a day or two. There's not going to be a soul around. And I'm chasing a little cutthroat that's, yeah. you know, as big as my hand. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. For whatever reason. Like, just That just attracts you a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, stalkers and big trout and everything, they have their place. I've, I've caught a trout that was stripping drag and doing yeah. its thing, and thing. that gets me going. But um, for me, there's a bigger story in the adventure to get there, right? Okay, cool. Like, to me, the best fish stories have nothing to do with the fish. If I show you a fish picture, you're like, all right, cool, good for you, right? Yeah, yeah. But then if I hear, oh, you went on some epic two-day hike in to get there, and, like, you're a storm blew in or yeah. whatever you ran into some elk bugling while you were out there like yeah. all those things up to the fish yeah. is really for me so much more fun yeah that's that's so great i've always said that about fly fishing in general there's parallels there it's like it's just harder sport in general right yes learning how to do that as opposed to you got something on your zepco reel you know which is yeah. which is great and, and people oh, should yeah. get started however they can right but um pretty awesome i i I have this conversation topic that I don't really know how to start, but mm -hmm. uh, there's a little bit of controversy in my mind about trout in Texas. Mm -hmm. I, I want to know if you, you're picking up at all what I'm, I'm about feeling about that. Yeah, uh, there's there's multiple. Yeah. Right. Um, there's and I want to I want to preface yeah. with I don't have like a stance on it. I'd say mm -hmm. at all really but interesting conversation yeah for sure um so i mean one of the controversies as a guide in texas i do not guide the guad for trout mm -hmm. plenty of guys who do it i have buddies that do it but for me there's a lot of battles for spots down there yeah. because you have a lot of guys here who love fly fishing for trout yeah and they really only have this one really good opportunity there's a couple other stocked rivers but for holdovers and like real yeah. trout fishing there's one spot. Yeah. And it's only a couple miles long, right? And yeah. you have a lot of guys that want to guide it. Yeah. And so there's controversy and tension on 
you know, some guys want to hold to the same rules with holes like you would out West with, you know, how you don't low hole each other and all that. And then you have a bunch of guys who are from here who are learning to guide who don't know these rules. So you end up with some, some fights of just not knowing river etiquette. Okay. Right. And even a bunch of people who they come into my shop, they, they buy a rod and they go out there and it's just like surfing, right? You go out there, you buy a surfboard and you go out to a lineup. You don't know the rules and etiquette. No. Yeah. Yeah. At all. Yeah. And so, you know, I've been down there fly fishing for trout and some guy just comes up like right on my shoulder because we both know this is a hole for trout, right? Yeah. I never get upset with that. I'll take time, educate a guy and, you know, I'll move on because if this is a new guy to the sport, I want him catching fish in order to continue his thing. Right. You know, I'll educate him so that somebody else doesn't, you know, know, get into it with him. But yeah, so there's, there's a tension there. So there's a controversy just in that one body of water. Okay. The other controversy would be you know, non-native species yeah. being introduced. Yeah. You mentioned smallmouth. And so there've been different stretches of river that smallmouth have been introduced and then them and the largemouth kind of hybridize and, and yeah. things like that. And then they even come in and reduce the Guadalupe bass population. Yeah. Which is state fish, the state fish of Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has a special place in my heart because as a Texas boy, the yeah. state anything, I'm gonna just go bananas <laughs> over, right? Yeah. But the places, like, man, the blue find. bonnets. Oh god, <laughs> they're popping right yeah, now. They are. Yeah, and, and so anything like that, I'm gonna get fired up on, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so if we're introducing non-native species that especially come after like our natives ones that you only find here that's tough and and so anyway so there's all this i'll say yeah. at the end of the day to me us introducing trout into that stretch of river i think it's great yeah. because at the end of the day it does kind of in two steps it introduces people to the sport of fly fishing mm-hmm. and when you introduce people into a sport that involves these rivers they get conservation minded about these rivers and there have been so many different ways that um you know We've seen different rivers get attacked, right? Trying to pull water from there as opposed to aquifers or whatever. You know, we can get into the weeds of that, but I'm going to stay away instead. Um, But what I'll say is the more people who are interested in these rivers as resources for sport, they then invest money into protecting them. So for me, these trout are the potential resource to keep that guad clean. Yeah. To keep it flowing with water, right? I mean, yeah. uh, they were even talking about Canyon Lake releasing water at different times of the week, and then that interfered with the potential fishing, right? Yeah. So fishermen speak up, trying to protect the resource. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, I'd say I'd fall in that camp. There's probably people who are going to chirp about that, yeah. but I'm I'm fired up for that stretch of river. If for nothing else, it gets eyeballs on it. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. um, that's awesome. I agree with you. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think. Have you been to the? guadalupe mountains oh yeah that's where that the one uh truly native Mm -hmm. cutthroat are in texas right Mm -hmm. am i wrong yes so that um so in the guad mountains there's been lore of back in the 80s i believe it was people were finding a cutthroat that was native to this little stream and a spring that would come in the last that I heard, they're just not even there anymore. Oh, um, interesting. I haven't read a whole lot yeah. into that. Um, but, yeah. Um, I, the closest native cutthroat trout that you can find, that it wouldn't be Texas, but going into the Pecos River up in northern New Mexico, 
So just you're going go all all the way up, up in northern New Mexico. Gotcha. So you're in the Pecos River that bleeds down to Texas. Texas. Yeah. And uh, you know, if you go by the map of Texas from 1836, which some people might, you know, then yeah. you're still in Texas and you're catching a native cutthroat yeah, trout. That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So awesome. yeah, I choose to act like I caught a native cutthroat in Texas, <laughs> like just because. Yeah. I'm gonna. I be like to guy. imagine they're coming down. That's yeah. The other thing. They'll make yeah. their way. Yeah. I hear. Yeah. I heard the other day somebody saw one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's awesome, dude. I want to go back to you teaching uh, mm-hmm. kids and stuff uh, and what, what that gives to you. Pl- uh, I guess I'll give you a chance to plug your stuff after, but um, mm-hmm. what's uh, anything coming up? Anything? Uh, you just talked about that, uh, mm-hmm. the big group uh, of kids. Yeah. Right, yeah. Uh, so these are adults and this is like, oh, a, okay. you know, a company that just wants to, for their fun corporate event, Oh, they're saying, hey, let's, you know, we're going to have drinks. We're going to have yeah, food and all that. Sure. But we're also going to have this guy teaching fly fishing because fly fishing has kind of become like in vogue. It's become a little pop culture for the outdoorsman, especially a city like Austin. Yeah, for sure. Going back to that Guadalupe River, uh, supposedly the Guadalupe River Trout Unlimited is the biggest trout unlimited chapter in the country. No way. Yeah. And so we have this whole thing where fly fishing is cool now. Right. And so you have things like that where for a corporate event, hey, let's have this kid come through and teach us fly fishing. Yeah. So that's cool. But um, man, that blows my mind. Like we don't have native trout here in Texas, but that's the biggest one. And so and that's why I'm a little conflicted is like they 1000 percent GRTU. I mean, give so Mm -hmm. much money to to um, trout unlimited. Um, And so Mm -hmm. so obvious to see that they're good for the sport and and, and Mm -hmm. everything. But it's just like I'm. They're releasing trail and Texas. And I don't know. It's just a conversation, but mm-hmm. super interesting. Yeah. Um, anyways, but so. yeah, going to your, like what teaching people gives to me, yeah. I think is, yeah. Um, uh, something that I've realized is you can only go so far in being stoked on catching things, hunting things yourself in, in my mind. I mean, there's people who still get fired up on it, but I think doing so much as a kid, you know, I caught a lot of fish and got a lot of animals, you know, did yeah. my thing. And now it actually gets me more fired up to teach other people yeah. because, you know, you almost have to be reminded of the stoke of that first time. Yeah. You have to see the look on somebody's face. So like, you know, I've had buddies that had never shot deer in their life. Yeah. Right. And so we take them out and do the whole process and show them how to clean it and all yeah. that. And what that gives to me is it kind of revitalizes my stoke. You know, I can get real slow on, you know, getting fired up to go out and hunting or getting fired up to go out fishing. But as soon as I see somebody light up, yeah, I mean that. And, and I think there's something to be said about empowering somebody, right? Cause you can see stuff happening on YouTube or Instagram or whatever. And you're like, Oh, that's really cool that those people are doing it, but how do I get into it? Right. What's this barrier to entry. And so taking somebody to a place, walking them through the process and then you've got that memory. And then for the rest of their life, you're associated with that memory. Yeah. yeah. So teaching people at this point actually gets me more fired up than even catching a fish myself. I mean, unless I knock something off the species list, then yeah, I'm yeah. like, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm yeah, yeah. fired up. But that's awesome, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm at the point in, in my life where seeing somebody else have a first is even better than, all right, here's another bass. Like that was cool. Yeah. But yeah. That's awesome. Uh, uh, married? No. Okay. Well, I was just, I was going to say, I think the next level would be like kids, right? Like, oh, like God man. willing, the, some sons are, are in our lives someday too. Like being able to show that like definitely a dream. 
sure. Yeah, I definitely want a couple feral kids running around, yeah, like just, just <laughs> off in the woods getting muddy and dirty. I mean, and dude, that's the thing that gets me fired up. Some of my friends' kids, yeah. like, because they're all some good old boys, like, yeah. I see them with their kids getting out and getting rowdy. And so, yeah. you know, some people think, like, are the outdoors going to die with this generation? No, it's it's not. Yeah. And especially when you see these kids recognize, oh, this is all better out here and out in the woods and what's on my screen like they know it yeah and so it, i'm, I'm deep down so, that it's like it's definitely uh an eight you know primal almost yeah uh we have well let me ask you this first difference in between teaching a kid uh how to fish versus teaching an adult how to fish uh for you do you prefer one over the other <laughs> it's person to person honestly yeah yeah, yeah. yeah uh, for sure especially kids oh man yeah. yeah so what you'll have sometimes it's it's just like a so sometimes i i use this example i've taught people to shoot guns before and just i'm gonna paint with a broad brush here uh the ladies are a lot easier to teach how to shoot firearms than guys and and what it is is some guy. Oh, I've watched John Wick. Like here we go, boom, boom. Yeah, it's like yeah, all right, yeah. here, let me slow you down here. Whereas yeah. like the ladies generally like slow down to like hear it right. Yeah. And so I'll have a kid come through, and if there's some kid who's you know really uh, every sport has come easy to this kid, right? They're a stud. Sometimes with fly fishing, they're just ripping it. It's like dude, you're yeah. throwing it like a baseball. Let's slow down, yeah, right? Yeah. And then you have the other kid who they haven't had sports go well for them. You know, they're they're a little bit off the beaten path. They haven't found their place yet. And I put a fly rod in their hand and they're sitting there listening and really want to learn it. And their eyes light up because they have a thing that now they've realized they can be good at. And it's this equalizer because, you know, that motion, you know, there's something about the mind muscle connection, but anybody can learn that. And so with kids, it's kid to kid. And and I love it for sure. I'd say anything younger than eight is usually pretty hard because, you know, they're just all over the place. And this is, this is a slow deal, right. To learn. Uh, and then with adults, yeah, it just matters. Whoever it is, if they're ready to learn, it's fun. If they think that they know what they're doing without ever having done it, then it's tough. Yeah. It's interesting. We had, uh, Matt Hughes from, um, uh, he runs the adult learn to hunt program, Texas yes. Wildlife Association. And he talks about how teaching adults is so much more mm. rewarding because they've they've gone their whole life not doing this thing and, and then eventually they get to the point where it's like, ah, I'm just too it's too far back, mm. right? But then there's something when they when they realize that oh no, we can all go out here and, and learn how to do this. It's something different about it, which is cool to me. Oh yeah. Same thing with fly fishing. Mm-hmm. Um Dude, where does a, a, a beginner who, who really is kind of intimidated by the whole world start, mm-hmm. you know, uh, first step? Yeah. So, and this is even, I guess, a little bit what I meant when I said demystifying the sport. Yeah. Um, better way to unpack that is go to a local fly shop and it's going to potentially feel intimidating, depending on the person. Some people can walk in with confidence, but a lot of people, they walk in, they see this fly bar with a thousand flies they see all these rods on the wall and then they see these people that almost look like gatekeepers to the sport couldn't be further from the truth right your local fly shop person works there because they love talking fly fishing right so you can go to youtube and there's plenty of guys making great videos Uh, the hard part about those are for a true beginner 
is you're hearing them talk and then you go to the river or wherever and then you forget the thing that you heard earlier, right? So if you go to this place, you can ask questions. It's a dialogue back and forth. You can put the fly rod in your hands. You can have the flies in your hands. So I say start at your local fly shop, wherever that may be. Um, and also supporting local, having those guys keeps you you know, having a resource to come back and ask more questions. Mm -hmm. You know, that's why I do the fly fishing one Oh one is so that people can come there and instead of a video talking to them, they can ask their questions and come back. And then I would say, find a guide. There are guides all over the state, whether you're down at the coast, you're up in Dallas and want to go hit Beaver's Bend anywhere in the state, there's good guides and having a person who's on the river and can show you in real time is great. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I think, they're not just here to take your money at no. all. I mean, that the thing about just the outdoor industry in, in general is just one common goal and, and it's all get outside and see what kind of experience and stuff you can have with, with that. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Seth, you said fly fishing um, is, uh, I think you used the word fad or, or it's it cool in pop culture or something like yeah, that. Yeah. It's, it's, mm -hmm. uh, it's cool now. Mm -hmm. um, I live in Austin too and I have a ton of buddies that I, that, when you said that, I'm like, I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, yeah, expand on that a little bit. Yeah, and I guess to with what I've seen in my own personal life, it went from, and this is going to be lame as it gets, <laughs> in high school, I was part of my junior bass fishing club. Yeah, you were. Yeah, and you were. <laughs> I wore, like, a fishing shirt to school. And, yeah. like, one time my buddy was like, dude, what are you doing? Like, that's not cool, right? And so <laughs> it was just uh, – and, and now we've gone to this place where, yeah, people recognize the outdoor space is cool. Yeah. Fly fishing is cool. Um, it, it looks sweet, right? And it, yeah. it's come into it, you know. A lot of it's yeah. bumped up ever since a river runs through it. But then even beyond that, people see that fly fishing takes them to cool places. People want to go to these cool places. And so I think what it's done for the sport is given a lot of people that are in it, like, a way to actually, like, make a living in some way yeah. shape or form like back in the day you were really scrapping but now like there's a lot of people and so uh, yeah do you think it's it's bad for the sport at all mm. i don't see how it could be bad for it okay right yeah um i, yeah. I don't know if i if i do either i mean yeah. what's what's really happening there's just what is happening is there's people more people coming into the sport mm -hmm. right yeah are they genuinely interested in it? You know, who's yeah. to tell? Maybe they are, maybe they aren't. If they aren't, maybe it's the last time that they touch a fly yeah. ride and, and yeah. you know, and at least more fish for the rest of us, I guess. But yeah. Um, and if they are, they get to learn this new skill maybe and, yeah. and, and take that, you know, where yeah. they go. Oh yeah, you absolutely. Know? Yeah. I think the best way, I could say like, is it bad or is it good, right? If somebody's gonna try and be a real gatekeeper to coolness, right? Or protect like this thing that they've been in forever and oh, yeah. now it's cool. It's like, dude, well, now you just have more people to enjoy the sport with, right? Yeah. And, are, and are you really losing spots? I mean, outside of what I said about the guad being super packed, mm -hmm. I mean, I'm still going to rivers and more often than not, you know, I may bump into one person who's also fishing, right? There are endless miles of rivers here in the state of Texas. And yeah. if your spot's getting packed right now, 
go find another spot. <laughs> you find it. Yeah, I have stretches yeah. of river that I guide on that are eight miles long, and the only other person I see is a kayak paddler the whole time. Yeah. Right. So there's plenty of spots. Just go hunt. Maybe you have to travel a little bit yeah. and get out of the city anyway. And so I don't think it's bad for the sport. If anything, it's awesome because I get to see new people diversify this sport. Little story for you uh, that I share with people at the 101. I have guys who get into the sport through fly fishing, but also fly tying. It's a weird oh. way. And this one guy walks in. That's how in, they get into it? That's how they get yeah, into it. Sure. Yeah. And it, there's been multiple guys, even if I'm correct, uh, Fly Geek. So shout out to this yeah. guy. Great fly tire in yeah, the community. Yeah, yeah. Matt Bennett. Uh, I think that he fly tied before he ever fly fished. Whoa. Yeah. Just like a buddy seen him do it. But I'm working the shop one day and this guy comes in. He's all like tatted up with like the chain bracelets, like yeah. long ponytail. Biker dude. Like he's out of Sons of Anarchy, right? <laughs> and he's looking around at all the flies and the fly tying materials, like pulling purple feathers off the wall. Yeah. It's like, all right, who's this guy, right? Yeah. And so, uh, hey man, like I, I just want to know this guy's story. So, hey, you're into fly fishing? Like what what do you do? Where do you fish? And all this. He goes, I'm actually not into fly fishing yet. I'm into fly tying. I'm like, all right. Hey, tell me about that. Like, how'd you get into fly tying? He goes, well, actually I live down in Port A and I work at a restaurant in Rockport. I have an hour long commute to work every day um, because I've got to get on the ferry and all this. And I was like, I don't know what to do. And a buddy of mine that I met got into fly fishing and he said, Hey, here's a vice and here's some materials. Here's a bobbin. Here's some thread. The dude literally puts the vice on his dashboard while he's sitting there for a half hour and ties flies. And he hands me a couple of his flies better than I tie. It was crazy. No way, yeah. Man. He's tying these dope shrimp patterns for the coast. And I was yeah. like, dude, you need to like, these yeah. are going to catch fish, get out and fish and yeah. all that. And so since then he's gotten into fly fishing, but like this sport being cool. Don't tie and drive. Let us don't tie and drive. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that it's just introducing people in cool and new ways. Um, so there's no, yeah. If somebody's mad about it becoming cool, whatever. Yeah. 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 Dude, that's all I have for you. Uh, yeah. What, uh, what, where can people find you? Plug your stuff. Sportsman's obviously mm -hmm. uh, sportsman's finest. Um, I guess talk about them for, if you can. Uh, yeah. So th there's you're, you're with sportsmen. Uh, to a degree. Okay, so like they're the, they the people who've uh, kind of gotten me my start in this area. Right. And they're building up more and more education, whether it's fly fishing or archery or anything, they're trying to host events. Yeah. And so that's cool. Like, yeah, if you want to do a fly fishing one-on-one holler at them, um, and they'll get you plugged up with me. Um, normally I do have socials right now. I'm taking a little sabbatical from them. So you Amen. can't find me there. So, so yeah, it's been good. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, either call them or call y'all. I mean, you have my phone number. Sure. And if somebody is wanting to do something other than fly fishing, if they're like, Hey, I need somebody who can teach me like hunting tendencies out of my ranch or somebody's like, Hey, I want to go paddle the Pecos river cool. for a few days. And they're not even interested in fly fishing. Like, uh, my guiding career has been fly fishing, but yeah. even more than that, it's been paddling. It's been backpacking, rock climbing, um, and, and hunting. So That's if anybody awesome. wants to do any one of those other sports, and thinks that I could be the guy to show him a good time. <laughs> yeah, holler. Holler at Pack Mule. Yeah. They've got my phone number. We'll sure. go out and have a good time. Yeah. Uh, I want to go. Let's, yeah. Let's go. Let's yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah, let's do a Pecos trip. Yes. That is my favorite place in the world. Yeah. The Pecos trip. Holler at me when you're going to I'd love to hop on. Yeah. Uh, Seth Fry, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks, man. Thank you. Thank you.